you have an SEO company, you need to make sure that your SEO is top-notch. So we're taking care of our own rankings as well. And you need to have Google crawl through it and index your entire site, but it also needs to know which pages on that website are the most important. Google and, and all those search, all the search engines should pay more attention to the XML sitemap, but they tend to like crawl everything anyway. So on this episode, you're going to be learning about what you need to know about SEO in e-commerce in 2022. It's a terrific episode. You do not want to miss it. So do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. As you continue to grow your e-commerce business, access to growth capital would increasingly play a significant role in achieving and surpassing your financial and social goals. Why should you give up equity or pay high interest rates to grow your business? There is a new way to access growth capital that transforms e-commerce businesses. Wayflyer has shaken the way e-commerce operators access working capital. With a dedication to only D2C e-commerce businesses, Wayflyer will fund you on a fairer fund-as-you-grow model, meaning if your sales slow down, so does the amount you transfer back. There's just a simple fee and the funds you need to grow are deposited to your account instantly. It's worth checking out on wayflyer.com. That's W-A-Y-F-L-Y-E-R. Hey everybody, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunay Campbell, and this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Um, so on today's episode, you're about to listen to um, an interview I had with Meruku Van De Rat. She is the, or oh, what she, she was a CEO of Yoast SEO. Um, for those of you who, who know Yoast, Yoast is a, um, well, started as a, as a plugin on, on WordPress, became a WooCommerce app, um, loads of, you know, like sub apps, and now they're on Shopify. 
Um, so, so I just interview her. Um, so she, it's actually a family business or so husband and wife team that founded Yoast like 16 years ago. I've used Yoast. So when the opportunity came to, to speak in, um, you know, with, with Meruku, I jumped at it. Um, so there, the, the, the gist of this is, um, you know, they just they just um they they they're, they're trying to, to to move their um the success essentially they found in in WordPress. If if you run WordPress, you're most likely you know running Yoast as your SEO tool, and they're trying to bring that into the Shopify ecosystem essentially. So we we discussed um in this episode um you know just the backstory of Yoast, how how they started it out. Um, we we also talk about um. Um, where they are now as a company, um, multinational, they've recently been acquired. Um, we also talk, um, especially about, um, SEO, you know, what you should know about SEO. Um, if you're an e-commerce operator, you, you work within, um, you know, e-commerce marketing or technical SEO, what have you, what you should know now from a press, first principle standpoint. Um, we talk, um, also, um, about, um, just, um, the, the e-commerce space now and, um, um, just the most important thing you, you should you should be doing um, from a keyword research, from an on-site you know um, standpoint, and um, tools outside of the the, the, the Yoast ecosystem that are vital to um, to, to to SEO. So it's, it's a purely SEO, um, but not too technical. So it's really um, you know a a what you should know um, you know, um, point, um, or view or, um, focus, um, in, in SEO and e-commerce. So enjoy this episode and yeah, I shall catch you on the other side. But if you haven't already, um, if you, um, you know, listen to this podcast regularly, definitely give us a, you know, a review on, on, on the Apple app. Um, I think Shopify, Spotify now do reviews or they do, I think it's just star reviews. Please leave us a review on, on either platform, um, it'd be much appreciated. Um, yeah, and I shall just catch you on the other side. Enjoy this episode of America. She was a terrific guest. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get going faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Nun, and Chubby's. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hey, Mariku, welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show. Well, very nice to be here. Very nice to be here. Thank you for, for letting me be on your show. Actually, thank you. Thank you. Because um, Yoast is, <laughs> is a platform, you know, um, I've used it. It, it kickstarted my, my blogging career back in the 2000s. Um, phenomenal app on WordPress. Um, I used to run, um, you know, a few WordPress sites. Um, I think even uh, our website at the moment is run by, is run on WordPress. And I think we even use your app, um, the, the Yoast app. Um, so phenomenal story. You guys have been on for a while, um, since about um, 2010, I believe. Um, and you actually had a version of the, the first version of the Yoast app back in 2006 or seven. 
I'd like to, 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 to get to your backstory. So your husband and wife team, um, do yeah. you want to just, do you want to rewind back, you know, maybe five years back before you started Yoast and um, what event led up to the, um, to the inception of, of Yoast? Well, well, it's a, it's, it's a family story actually. So, well, a bit more, 16 years and nine months ago, that's uh, where the story began, I think, began, because I, I became pregnant. Joost and I were, were, were a couple and um, he had to find another job because he worked pretty far from home and we were getting a baby. I was doing a PhD at the moment. So he decided I'm going to find a job closer to home. And that happened to be uh, as an SEO consultant. So he didn't do SEO before then, started doing that and started doing all of WordPress. Um, and I don't know why, but he wanted to start a blog about SEO and he thought WordPress was the most SEO friendly and started also contributing to WordPress because that was something uh, he also liked to do. So actually the birth of our son was also the birth of the SEO career that, that Yoast started and what he quickly noticed that he was doing consultancy for really big clients. So KLM in the Netherlands, but also Facebook and eBay. And he noticed mm. that everything he was um, telling those clients to do, he could also build into plugins for WordPress so that mm. everyone could use uh, the same advice. So he was doing a lot of technical implementations for those big brands and at the same time just well, just building that in plugins. And WordPress at that time wasn't a platform that people were making money off. I think there weren't any premium plugins. The first thing were premium themes, but premium plugins weren't the thing, I think, until we started doing premium plugins. And that was in 2013 or something. Um, so up until, up until that time, we were, he was making money with consultancy and in to 2010, I think we started Yoast, also mainly doing consultancy. And then when WordPress became bigger and, well, a bit more adult, I think, uh, these premium plugins started to appear, and so did we. And that, uh, no, that led to the growth of a product-based company, which is, well, which became much larger. We don't even do consultancy now anymore, except if we like to or want to but but apart from that we only do product yeah, your product yeah. focus company phenomenal yeah. phenomenal stuff and and um that transition from essentially a free app to a freemium app um yeah. what key differences did the premium version of yoast at the time um you know deliver to to people who paid or to subscribers that paid so we, we, we first launched and we still have those, a few add-ons. We have video SEO and we had local SEO, uh, WooCommerce. So, uh, so SEO for WooCommerce, um, um, and news SEO. So these all had like features for a specific audience. And then we had the premium version of our, of our flagship product, as you will. And at first that only had the redirect manager because we never wanted to take anything out of free and mm -hmm. put it into premium. So we had to come up with extra features to, 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 to put in premium. And of course, people get support if they have the premium plug, uh, plugin, which also is a reason for people uh, to, to buy it. But I think in those first two years, we didn't have many advanced features because we didn't want to take them out of 
premium. Nowadays, we have a lot. So we have a lot of internal linking functionality. We have a different SEO analysis. We have still the redirect manager and some uh, social previews that are only in premium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, so um, you you both are PhDs, right? No, only me. <laughs> you, oh, you're, you're, you're the, I, I beg your pardon. I'm sorry. So you're, you're the PhD. Um, fascinating. I'm very, the PhD. Very, yeah. you're, you're the PhD. And, um, you know, your son's 16. So it's the same age yeah. as, as Yoast. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Did you name him Yoast? Did you name him after his dad? Or? No. Huh? Okay, no. No, he's called Tijo. <laughs> Tijo, okay. That's a cute name. Really yeah. nice name. Okay, so... Um, you guys are based in the Netherlands. Um, what what yes. city? Um, well, we're based. It's 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 a town. Yeah, uh, okay. it's called Wiegen, Wiegen, and Wiegen, it's close okay. to the Ger German border. Um, okay. it's not very big. I think there live about 40,000 people. Um, wow. And okay. we're we're actually in the city center, and we have um, like a few different buildings. So if you mm. live in our city and you go to well, just to your grocery store, to the market, you can't like um, you can't not miss, see us miss your because we're, we're pretty big there. But apart from that, awesome. nobody ever visits us because we're we're, we're pretty far from Amsterdam. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating stuff. And um, is your team all based in 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 in, in, um, in, in, in the city <laughs> in, in the towns? Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, no. So um, we. I think we are with 150 people and about 100 work from the Netherlands uh, okay. and 50 are, are just located everywhere around the world. Wow. Um, a lot of our support engineers are located somewhere else because that just makes sense from a, um, well, from a time zone perspective. Um, mm -hmm. But, and since, ever since COVID, we have been, a lot of people just enjoy working from home more. So that, allowed us to also um, get people working here that, that live a little bit further from our offices and come in like a day a week or something. So mm -hmm. not everyone is working in our offices anymore. We used to have that, but that changed, and which okay. is fine. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And and you, uh, from the sounds of things, you're, you're adjusting. You seem to be adjusting to yeah. um yeah to, to a global work workforce, a distributed workforce. Yeah. Okay. So so let's let's get back to um you know the the early two thousand um and and now um I'd, I'd really like to explore how yours has yours has evolved as a company and how SEO has evolved also um because um obviously you're riding this wave which essentially will never stop till, you know, as long as we have search engines. So, so, so how, how has it changed team-wise, you know, and, and then um, from a technical standpoint, um, more, um, you know, search? Yeah. So from our team, well, Yoast was a one-man company when it started in 20, 2010. Um, and we now have 150 people. We have a lot of developers. Um, and uh, we have 13 million users. Um, and that means that our plugin has to be compatible with, well, with so many different plugins because there are 13 million different mm. user cases out there, which uh, sets high demands on our development team. So it's pretty hard to develop a plugin, which is heavily integrated into, into the editor, but also, um, well, works together with other plugins. So I think it's a challenging job 
uh, as a developer to, to work at Yoast. We also have a big marketing department. Um, I think if you have an SEO company, you need to make sure that your SEO is top-notch. So we're mm -hmm. taking care of our own rankings as well. And, and organic search is the way we get the most traffic. Um, which is, well, it, it, I still think it would be really weird to get your clients via advertising if you are an SEO company, but sometimes people disagree. <laughs> That's what they yeah, say, I think, yeah. I was having a conversation yeah. with someone yesterday who said exactly that. That's that's weird. So we need to make sure that we're <laughs> ranking well. And we do a lot of branding. We have one of the first people we hired was a designer that made sure that our brand popped out uh, yeah. from other WordPress brands, but also in the SEO world. Um, I think we're, we live in two worlds. So we have, we, we're in the WordPress world and we're trying to, to, to get on board in the Shopify world, but we're really WordPress, mm -hmm. well, fanboys and girls. And then mm -hmm. we are in the SEO industry, which, uh, also that's a different world, but we're, we're in, in both. And if you look at how Google or search changed, well, Google got much smarter and other search engines as well. So they're much better and much more capable of understanding what a website is about, much better in reading content. So in the early days, you could get away with all those nice SEO tricks. I think those don't work anymore. Although in Dutch, which is a fairly small language, Google isn't as good yet as in English. So mm -hmm. that changed. So the technical demands uh, of SEO became stricter. Um, Schema changed, so Google rolled out this whole um, you know, language, as you will, um, to to talk to your search engine, which became really important in the in the past few years. And I think mm -hmm. so. If, if we look back, we did that when we uh, so two years ago, our company was turned ten, and then we looked back ten years ago. But much of the advice that we gave back then was still the advice that we give now, because you have mm. to. Google wants to serve the audience the best results. So if you're also trying to build a website that's good for your audience, you're probably doing well for Google as well. So all mm -hmm. these advices just stayed the same over, over the years. I do think the landscape now is, is changing a bit because I don't know, we don't know what, what Apple is going to do. Are they going to launch a search engine? That would be awesome. And that, and I think that the privacy laws that are becoming more important especially in europe will probably change something as well which which mm -hmm. keeps the field of seo interesting i think mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's a lot to, to to take in and, and i think the, the the real one um message i picked from that was this schema and the ability for you know, webmasters or websites to speak with search engines, you know, um, yeah. I think that is powerful because it's, it's almost taking like an object oriented approach to, yeah. to, to, to like technical marketing in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I that, think so that too. So that opens that, a lot of opportunities. That's, 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 that's becoming really important. I think Google, so Google became really good in understanding text, but it's not very good at understanding what is what on a page. So if you have a product, um, a person would immediately see, oh, if, if we write it down, oh, this is the size of the product and this is the color because we are, I don't know, we're smart. But Google can't 
just by looking at at a page like that, see what is what. So mm. so it needs you to to tell it, to tell it this is the mm. product name, this is the product description, this is the mm. color, this is the stock, and that's that's exactly what schema does. So that's something that's really important and that yeah. Google will will benefit from if you tell it and that will benefit you in in your rankings absolutely like yeah. contextualizing you know the, the the actual content on objects within a page yeah. and the feature sets you know and you know just giving it um yeah so, so more relevant you know just in-depth information to in, in order for it to, to to give you know more relevant results um Super, super interesting. Just on your website now, I'm looking at, um, you know, obviously all your WordPress plugins, as, as you alluded to, the, the, the video one, the, the local one, the news, um, and then the general, Wo you know, WooCommerce, um, WooCommerce SEO. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yoast WooCommerce SEO, then Yoast yeah. Duplicate Post. And then you have yeah. a, like a Shopify ecosystem now. Yeah. Um, you did mention that your Shopify app um is is um is an mv is 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 in is, is it in beta is it um in alpha is it is it out it's out and it's really good okay. uh but okay. there are a lot of features coming in, in the next few months um so if you're used to our wordpress plugin it's not the same product yet and mm. the um, and shopify is a different ecosystem so we we um we're not going to give you all the features for example, internal linking is something that, that works really differently into Shopify. So we're figuring out how to build that in the Shopify environment. But you will find all the, well, all the usual suspects. So you'll have your green bullets and the schema integration, which um, is already in the Shopify app, uh, which we, we do really well. So, so schema is something that's hard and you see a lot of, um, SEO apps doing that, they, they do a part of it. And for Google, Google needs to understand that all that schema is tied together. So this is your company and these people belong with the company. And you see that a lot of schema apps just make little pieces of schema instead of tying it all together. So that makes for a great reason why you should use uh, Yoast SEO. And for Shopify, we do that as well. Um, mm. That being said, we need to do some work and get some more features out there. It's pretty hard if you're using a different SEO app in Shopify to get to ours because of your mm -hmm. settings. And we're building now uh, a way to import all your information and to get it into your SEO for Shopify. So that could be mm -hmm. something if you want to wait for if you're um, if you're not sure to to um, get our app. Yeah. Um, so I was, was going to ask, you know, what is the switching cost? Um, so, so often um, times in, you know, in tech um, or in MarTech or, you know, whenever you're, you're considering technology, um, the, there's the time, you know, effort resources you've put into, you know, a, a platform or, you know, an app. And um, because you've put so much, um, you don't even want to think about as an e-commerce no. director um, switching because you're just thinking, oh, that's going to give me a lot of work. So is, do yeah. you have any sort of transition? I, I mean, like in, yeah. you know, like in, in the, um, in the phone business, um, you know, you know, Apple offering like Android transfer and, and vice versa. Um, 
for for users who want to sort of change you know change platform is, is there anything like that with so if you're like running an existing app on, on shopify um it is easy to transition you know what that app is doing with you so then it'll sort of duplicate you know um you know functions essentially across yeah I think Shopify is really hard. So in, in, in WordPress, we have those importers and we help you to transition and we're building that now in Shopify, but it doesn't exist. So it so mm. it's really hard. If you have an existing app in Shopify, you're pretty set on having that forever, uh, which mm. is something we didn't know from our experience in WordPress, which is really open and just like normal to have. Um, I think we're the first one to build this, uh, an, an importer and an exporter. Um, um, so we'll have that and then still it's not fluent. So, but we have a support team that will probably help you if you, if you want to transfer and, and will get you, uh, uh set up. Um, but, okay. but I, I can imagine it's a hassle. It is a hassle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, and sometimes you, you don't want to sort of break, you know, what's not broken, right? Um, no. if it's working is working, but you know, there, there is still, um, potential, <laughs> which, yeah. but you know, some people are just, you know, frozen on, on that particular option. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion by 2025. As a fast growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen their brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with a subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. 
Okay, so let, let's talk about um, your. I read, I read, um, I read an article saying you know Yoast um, was acquired, um, you know, recently. Do you want to speak to, to 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 what you are now from a you know company structure? Um, you know where, where you guys are. Is, is it true that you're you're acquired? And um, yeah, the rumors are true. Yeah, the rumors <laughs> are true. Okay, all right, yeah. interesting. We were- must have been a huge one. Yes, we were acquired, I think, last August. It might be July. I don't know, but it's a year ago, I think, something like that, um, by Newful Digital, which is a large company. It's a new company, so a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. it, but it's actually web.com and the Endurance Group. They um, came together and founded a new company, and that was, I think, in the beginning of 2021, and they acquired us like half a year after. Um, mm. They are an American-based company, but they have employees all over the world, do a lot of hosting, but also a lot of domains. And they, um, well, they pretty much left us as we were. So we, we get some advice and, um, and help, and, and we can profit from some of the deals they already made with partners. So that's good. But we're running the business as we usually did, um, and with the exception that we were well, we, we transferred back today. We had to transfer mm. to Microsoft from Google. That was the biggest thing. And then we didn't like it. And now we're back to Google Drive. And that's that made my day today because <laughs> it's, really, it's really hard to switch. I, if I, you're used feel to America, I feel your pain. I feel your yeah. pain. I'm um, so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel your pain. I, I, I recall when I... Um, when I joined Octillion, my the current the current company I'm you know I'm I'm with um you know um the team was was on Microsoft and I was like no <laughs> no and why you know, would you do same that same here we're we're back and I, I don't know it's just, it's just the way way it is my life but is new for, yeah absolutely <laughs> Google is is it and Google is it Google Drive I love the Google ecosystem um it yeah. just works right it just works and yeah. I like I like Gmail I like the, I like the speed I like the search you know you need to be able to search your email and get instant results. You don't need clunky, um, you know, apps. I prefer to use the Gmail app itself. Um, I don't like the, the Apple mail app. I don't like, you know, Microsoft outlook. I just like the native, you know, Gmail on, on on Chrome or any browser and the, the one on, um, the app on the phone just works. Newfold is pretty big. Newfold digital, they're pretty big, um, organization. They own, um, Hostgator, Bluehost, yeah. web.com, domain.com, register.com, snap names. This is this is this is this is a huge one for huge. you guys. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So yes, you're you, part of the family. That makes that makes us because it's so big, we're pretty small for them. Um hmm. and we're just allowed to as long as we run the business correctly, I think, just to, to do what we what we were doing. So that's just, and I was the CEO at the time of the acquisition. And I, prior to the acquisition, I already said that I wanted to step down as the CEO, basically because I like doing product and strategy and not so much the, well, the human resources side of being the CEO. It's not that I mm. don't like people, but um, it's, that's just, well, that's not definitely the reason why we founded Yoast. We founded Yoast because oh, I'm a marketeer and uh, some I like to think about product and strategy and not so much about parental leave and um, 
Wow, other car- and I and I hate finances. I hate that part. And now it's oh, it's not my responsibility anymore. I'm not the owner anymore. So I can just focus on the things that I'm good at. Fantastic, fantastic, and you could always, you know, hire, you know, which you've done, um, and a CEO who's who's happy with 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 all that responsibility. So congratulations yeah. with Thank with you. that, and I, I like the fact that you you have your your autonomy, you know, in within Yoast, given that um, Yoast is a essentially, you know, part of a, a huge family, really, really big yeah. family of of um, top digital brand. Um, so, 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 what's your so your role is CMO and, and, and head of strategy now yeah. at um, Yoast. What about your husband, um, uh, um, Yoast himself? What does yeah. he? Where, where is he in, in in the organization in the org chat? He's not in the organization, but he's still with Yoast, but only as an advisor. So okay. part of his reason to sell Yoast was because he got bored. It's really awful, mm. but it's really true. So if you have a, um, uh, owned a company for 15 years, at one point of time, he was like, I want to do other things as well. But you can't mm. because you have like 150 people on your payroll. So you have to like, yeah, do something uh, with them. But um, so he is an advisor. He comes in every other week for a day. Um, and he's an advisor at Yoast and then also at Newfold. And apart from that, he's figuring out what he wants to do besides that. So, um, well, we, we made some, we made a lot of money selling Yoast. So he's also looking into new investments and new things we can do in the future, which is exciting. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. And it's it's at least a, a member, you know, your, you being there is, is, it's excellent, you know, to, 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 with the pulse, you know, keeping the pulse of, of, of operations at Yoast. And, and I guess your, your team is cross-functional, as you said, 100 in, still in the Netherlands and then another 50 spread around the world. Yeah. Um, very, very, very interesting stuff. Okay, let's get back to like e-commerce, you know, so the audience, hint, hint, to x e-commerce is largely e-commerce. Yeah. Um, from a first principles thinking standpoint um an e-commerce director listening to this that wants to so get seo want to get really serious with seo what are the key things you should be focusing or she should be focusing on um to just get a strong foundation and stranglehold on um on seo in 2022 so i think i think these sites have been around for a while because You've been, if, if you're like online now, you probably will have a site for a couple of years. And what we see is that they get bigger because people don't want to throw anything away, um, which means that Google has to crawl through quite a lot. So I think crawlability, so I mean, we made some features about uh, for that in, in our new releases. Crawlability is something that we're talking more and more about because those websites get really big and you need to have Google crawl through it and index your entire site, but it also needs to know which pages on that website are the most important. So if you're if you're a blog or if you're if you have a lot of product, you're probably your own biggest competitor because you need to tell Google which pages or posts or products are the most important. And the way you do that is via your internal links, um, because Google crawls your website and follows your internal links through to, to see where it ends up, that's that's the road Google takes. So if you have a lot of internal links towards a certain post, Google will come there pretty often and think, 
that's really important. Mm. So if I could give advice to people that do SEO for especially larger e-commerce sites, then it's look at your internal links, look at your site structure and see what does Google see? Which pages are, are have a lot of internal links pointing towards them and which pages haven't? And are those, in fact, the most important ones or aren't they? And if you have a lot of pages on your website that aren't that important anymore, it could be time to clean that up because you are letting Google crawl through all of your old ones as well. So mm. think, and it's not very sexy to talk about site maintenance, but it's really important to mm. get that part of your SEO done. Mm. Mm. So, so it's really, you know, putting precedence in, in like your information architecture. Um, yeah. and, and then uh, I recall like site maps used to be a, a big thing. I remember when they came out, XML sitemaps, are they still a thing yeah. with, with, um, with, with Google, uh, with SEO at the moment? Yeah and no, they should be. But Google says that, so I think Google crawls a lot while they sh could crawl far less. And that's important because they, they spend so much energy <laughs> on crawling the web. So if they would just crawl the XML sitemap, and if you use the OSSEO plugin, that would be okay because we'll tell Google exactly which pages have been changed um, mm. since the last time Google came around. But Google comes around so often. So I know the website of my father is really, well, it's not sad, but he has 20 visitors a week, 20 people visiting. And then Fair Google enough. comes around 10,000 times that same week. But, <laughs> And nothing ever changes because he just is a, a retired physical therapist with mm. some uh, nice articles on his website for people to read, but nothing ever changed. So that doesn't make sense. And um, well, I think Google and, and all those search, other search engines should pay more attention to the XML sitemap, but they tend to like crawl everything anyway. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm. Makes sense. Interesting. Um, what about like external links? Um, are they still, you know, you, you just alluded to, to internal links and, you know, yeah. putting that structure and weight on from internal links. Actually, before we talk about external links, how do you do it? Do you, so let's say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an e-commerce store. I have, um, you know, 12 categories, category pages in Shopify, it's the collection pages apparently. And, and then, um, I, I then have maybe 52 SKUs and, and I really want to drive more traffic to my category pages because, um, you know, my category pages seem to, to drive more, um, you know, traffic, more, Perfect. just more Which keywords, right? Yeah. So how do I internally link um, to these category pages and what do I link with in order to, so you, could, you know, signal to like, Google that, hey, these are important. If you, if you get a link from all of your product pages to your category pages, then you're, then you're, then you're pointing towards your most important. So that could be a good strategy. Just mm. see what's in a certain category and make sure that you link from all of these different pages to that one, uh, that's most important. And then Google will, will come there pretty often because it scrolls and gets back there and then. At one point, it thinks, so this one must be really important. I keep ending up here. I th I always think of Google as a human being, which is, of course, not. Um, so that could be a, a, a great strategy, just putting uh, internal links from all of the 
well, lower heading, less important pages to that one that's most important. And is that and what in, you guys are working on on your Shopify app to to make this yeah, so more seamless? More, yeah, in 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 the WordPress app we have um, a WordPress plugin. It's uh, we have an entire workout we call it in which we. Um, um, ask you what are your most important pages and then see how much internal links do they have and then give um, suggestions in which articles you could um, turn uh, put internal links and then help you fill that out. Uh, we're, we're not there yet in Shopify, but we, we should because I think this is a really important part of your overall SEO. So you can do a lot of optimizations on your product pages or in the text, but um, as this scrollability issue becomes more important and your website gets really, really large, you should also do something with your internal linking um, as okay. well. And you makes, were talking about ex external links. Those are really yes. important as well. Um, yeah, they, they keep being important. And um, but so in the old days, you could get away with buying links. Some people still do that. Never do that. Not, never buy links. But if you have nice content and people will want to link to it so that's the way to go i think just figure out in what way it makes sense for people to link to your uh website and try to get those partners and introductions ready because it really helps to have external links because that's the way google comes to your website that's the links they follow and especially if they these are high authority um websites that'll um well, that, that'll do it do well for your SEO. I know it will. So yeah, it's still important. Yeah. yeah. So, so in the old days, um, now I'm sounding like a dinosaur. Um, yeah, we, I like that. The, the old days. <laughs> the internet used to be, you know, quite a reading ecosystem. Um, most yeah. content was written and... You know, SEO, you know, really thrived. This is, you know, the heydays of or the glory days of golden golden age of like Wikipedia and, you know, every other and blogging and blogging was a thing. And, you know, over the last decade or so, you know, more people gravitate towards um, obviously video and um, you know, video platforms and social podcast. Exactly. Yeah. How's that? How's all this sort of pan in, in in the ecosystem in, in SEO um, is it is it leaving you know the potential of SEO weaker is it further strengthening SEO are there any sort of um, any takeaways you know SEO strategies can um, you know borrow from 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 this multimedia world we, we live in now yeah, so you're totally right. So if I if I ask my my 16 year old son, he never does anything to search for Google. He's searching YouTube. Um, the only difference in Google you find in the, in the search engine Google you'll find websites, while in YouTube you'll find uh, videos that were uploaded in YouTube. So you're not necessarily no, you're not going to the to to the website of a person. You're just looking at their their, their videos. And you can do a lot to optimize your video as well. And it's not that different from, from SEO tactics. So you, you should make sure that you have a nice description and your video should have, be of a certain length and stuff. But it's still, you're ranking only with that video and not getting attracting uh, traffic to your website. So I think in, in that world, branding becomes more important because if you want, you're, you're trying to reach people at different 
well, different places. So you have social and you have YouTube and you have the written internet. So if you want to do that in a, in a way that benefits you, I think the best thing is to put up a, a, a brand that's multimedia and make sure that your brand experience over all these platforms is similar, that people recognize your brand from YouTube and then from your website, that they, they see that that's the same thing. That makes sense. But it's not easier than it used to be. Yeah, so that that was like very, very interesting because like if you take it from a brand perspective, say, you know, I have interacted with a brand on YouTube and, you know, I spent 30 minutes of my time or even three hours of my time, you know, interacting with their content. When I go to search and I'm presented with, you know, um, a, a set of results, um, because I already trust a resource, you know, I've interacted with in, in, on, on YouTube, I may be you know, depending on my circumstances, it's, it's quite anecdotal, um, be more attracted to click through to the brand I'm more familiar with on Google. So it, it kind of works um, in, in a way. Um, again, anecdotal, not, not fact. Um, super, super interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what are your thoughts with, with SEO? Um, so I, I remember I posted, uh, I made a post back in 2014 I think that was my last um, SEO post, <laughs> which is interesting. But I made a post back in 2014 um, around like SEO and e-commerce. Um, it was very, very well received. And, and I talked about the fact that um, Google seems to be um, obviously featuring the, the larger e-commerce um, you know, um, you know, brands, essentially brands, not just stores, or brands um, in a search engine, um, not just because they have sophisticated, you know, um, SEO teams, but it just seems because Google feels that okay, these brands offer more results. I gave an example of like boohoo dresses, for instance. Um, you know, I gave like certain you know kinds of dresses for ladies that commanded hundreds of thousands of searches on Google USA, and and the thing about it was like. 70% of the results were like mainstream, um, you know, um, e-commerce businesses with lots of SKUs on their results. So, you know, um, Google just shows relevance. It's just size matter. I guess my question is for competitive keywords or for, you know, keywords that actually will drive revenue for e-commerce um, retailers, just size, when I mean size, I mean the number of products you list in that category or collection page, mm. does it really matter now in, 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 in SEO? Well, I do think that size matters, but I'm not sure if it's the number of products or it's just because those companies are much bigger and have more budgets and more, or more, are more able to like maintain a blog and have more authority because they're a big company and Google sees that they're legit. So I don't know if it, if it pays off to get like a thousand products in there and then start ranking. I don't think it works like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think, so Google really tries to, for those, those, those hat search terms that you call them. So the search terms everyone is going after. Yeah. Those big brands are always the ones that are in the top 10. So for mm -hmm. a smaller e-commerce store, I would never even try to get to those 
most competitive search terms, but really get into the more niche search terms because mm-hmm. um, you'll probably are able to rank high for those. And although there are fewer people searching for these kinds of niche search terms, if you in fact offer something that they are searching for, the chances for you to convert them as a client are much bigger. So trying to go after search terms that are a little bit more niche, but in fact resonate well with with people that want to buy your stuff could be the best thing for um, a smaller e-commerce store to get after because it's hard. Fascinating. It's great stuff. Another follow-up question, you know, I, I have is um, obviously when um, you know, an e-commerce team use Yoast and that e-commerce team is educated on how SEO works. Yoast is kind of like a wizard, at least the WordPress experience you deliver. It's kind of like a wizard, like an SEO checklist wizard that takes you through yeah. before you publish any piece of content, whether it's a product page or a category page or um, a blog post um, or just a normal page on your website. The WordPress experience for, for Yoast just delivers a have you put your title tags in, you know, um, you know, what keywords are most important. And then it does all the analysis for you and comes back. So so it's almost like an assistant, like an SU assistant, right? Um, when do e-commerce teams speaking very specifically to to, to e-commerce teams, um, transcend Yoast in the sense that they, they need extra help. And this is beyond like, you know, yeah. When, when do they, when do they need extra help with SEO? Um, still using Yoast, but when do you think you know um, their needs will change and they, they'll need um, you know um, an expert to to really um, take their SEO to the next level? Is it an expert or or a different tool? Because we are so I think think Yoast. I I want to change our tagline to SEO starts with Yoast because it's the basics. You need mm. kind of the technical stuff. Need you need mm. to take it. You need to make sure you t- you've taken care of that, and then you have some extra help with with writing stuff. But if you want, well, I'm myself, and I'm a writer, so this was hard for me. But I'm a, I'm I'm testing out an AI tool to help with writing, and I think for product descriptions, um, an AI tool, a content AI tool, can be wonderful because these product descriptions can be quite boring to write. It's not like you need really original content and those AI tools can can help you to write something quickly to draft some sentences mm-hmm. and then you you still need Yoast to check whether or not the AI tool in fact wrote the, your focus key phrase enough times and, and do a little tweaking but that helps I like the SEMrush integration we have a SEMrush integration in Yoast which allows you to check which keywords you should be focusing on so those are tools I think you can use next to Yoast to um, figure out, okay, which terms do I need to found, be found for and which can give you a little bit help if you have a hard time writing a text, for example, which is mm. something we all struggle with, I think, sometimes. Mm. Mm. And then if you, need, if you need anything after that, and then still we have a lot of courses at Yoast that you can follow, but not everybody wants to do that. Uh, that could be the time if you're if you're really um, serious about it to hire an SEO consultant. But I okay. so I work with an SEO consultant, which and he 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 uh, trains large teams, and then he says first do all the courses of Yoast, and then I'll come in. 
Okay. We, we have a big academy with a lot of courses that'll help you to, well, do it yourself if you want to. Mm-hmm. 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 Makes sense. Makes makes a lot of sense. Okay. And, and then um, how does your Shopify, um, just wrapping up, how does your Shopify app actually um, work from a pricing standpoint? Is, is it a premium model or are you purely um, a paid app? Well, it's it's um, a paid app, but we're adding a free version to it, I think, next month. I don't know. Exciting. Pretty soon. Ex- pretty exciting. soon. Exciting. Which, which allows you to check out the app. And then it's $19 a month, which is or pretty similar to other SEO apps in the, in the, in the Shopify world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's good that you can try it on f- for free and, and just check it out and just mm-hmm. see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that'll help a lot of people to make the decision mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to and, go with you. And do you support, uh, uh, do, you, do, you, do you have um, Shopify Plus support also? Not yet. Okay. Okay. We need What's a little bit, for, a little bit for more Shopify Plus. Get, um, to get access to Shopify Plus, we, I think we need a little bit more subscribers. Okay. 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 Hopefully, this 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 should give it. Hopefully, this should give it a boost. Yeah. Fantastic. That would be great. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, America. It's a really, really um, interesting conversation. Um, for those of you who want to find out more about Yoast, it's just yoast.com. And then under our products as a Shopify app, or just go to the Shopify, you know, um, you know, app store and um, search for Yoast Y O A S T. Um, it's it's been an an absolute pleasure having you, America. Well, thank you. I liked it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. great being here. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.